Well, all the ingredients are here, aren't they? A very much informed lower league team. Is this the chance? It is the chance, and it's the goal that they create. And scores it! David Bale puts his name up in lights and Wembley. Which has been in chaos off the pitch. Hello and welcome back to another episode by Inside the Change Room. Today we are joined by a man who started his career at Cardiff City. He went on to play for Accrington Stanley, Bristol Rovers, Shrewsbury Town and now plays at Wickham Wanderers. Today we're joined by Wickham Wanderers left-back, Joe Jacobson. Joe, how are you, mate? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem at all. Um... Yeah, we obviously spoke to spoke to your gaffer last night, which was a fantastic podcast in itself. And he, he called you one of the generals uh, <laughs> as, as a part of that uh, part of that Wiccan Wanderers change room along with Matt Bloomfield and Adebayo Akinfenwa. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I've ever been called a general. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, I'll take it. I'm, I'm sure it is. Jacob, how are you? I'm good, cheers, mate. Uh, yeah, Joe, let's, let's go right back to the start then. It all begun... At Cardiff City for yourself, um, yeah. What made you get into into the wonderful game then? Uh, just growing up, just playing outside in the garden with my dad. I had an older brother who was football mad as well, and um, yeah, it was, football was just all we kind of did around the house. Um, we spent hours playing in the garden, and when that got dark, we'd go in the house, and my mum would go mad when we used to break everything, and you know, there'd be ornaments smashed, and the amount of times we try and have to hide things around the house and, and try and get them to forget that they even had it in the first place was um, yeah a bit tough and challenging at times but just loved it from from the first time I kind of kicked the ball and I mean I, I don't have too many memories from when I was really young but um, I remember going to like football camps and things when whenever I was on holiday and um, just really enjoyed it and yeah that was kind of my, my one big passion that I've, I've always had. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously Cardiff that that picked you up as your, as your first proper f- football club. How did that? How did that move come about? Was it was it kind of was it a trial trials thing, or was you playing for your local club? What was it? Yeah, um, I think I was playing for my local club. I, I was nine at the time, and um, and I knew someone or someone who was at my local team knew someone at Cardiff City and they said, you know, have a look at this kid. So I went down and, and started training with them. They didn't have an age group for me so or even a year above. So I was playing two years above at that time, training with these guys. And yeah, I, I didn't know anything different really. I was just asked to go along. I used to go and watch Cardiff City with my dad and my brother. So I was, I was happy to go along. At the time, they were probably in the, in the third division or, or what is League 2 now. So... Um, it was just, yeah, it was just like the norm, really. And I kind of just stayed through all the way through and just gradually kept getting contracts, kept playing, kept um, kept doing well. I was never probably the standout player in any age group at any time. Um, I, was, I probably only kind of got some recognition when I was, I'd say, about 18 or 19. Um, there was always players ahead of me. And, and it, yeah, it was. Um, that's probably a nicer thing, that there wasn't any ever pressure on me or anything like that because I've seen so many players you know going through the the age groups growing up that were the star player and then you know things caught up with them and and they peaked too soon or things like that so it was quite kind of like a a nice easy-ish kind of route through which doesn't always happen. 
Yeah, I mean, during your time there, you were, during time at Cardiff, you were a few times captain of the reserve side and, and also captain of, of Wales under-21 side as well. Did you see yourself from an early age become, or see yourself as a leader? Um, probably not earlier on. Um, I wouldn't say I'm so much of a leader now. I'm not someone who will bark orders around the pitch. I, I think of myself as someone who kind of takes a step back, has a look around and, and sees what's going on and, and comes to a decision that way. And I think that's why the generals, as we are at Wickham, are good because we've got a great balance between the three or four of us. Um, kind of everyone gives their own little thing. And um, yeah, like it's always an honour, you know, whoever, whatever team it is to to ask you to be captain of the team to lead the boys out it's a huge honor and um yeah i've managed to do it at, at a few different occasions the 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 wales one was a huge honor for me just being involved that was the first time i've ever been involved in in the national squads growing up um was the 21 so when i was growing up at cardiff everyone was in the under 16 17s 18s i never got picked for anything like that so to um, finally get a call to be in the under-21s. And a year later, I was captain for four or five games or whatever it was. And, um, yeah, a huge proud moment for me. And, um, yeah, some of the players that were in those squads were incredible and gone on to some huge, huge things. Go on. What, what, yeah, go on. Names and names that you, you had in those squads. Uh, Aaron Ramsey, Gareth Bale, Joe wow. Allen. Um, Wayne Hennessy. I think we we played. Um, there was one or two games. I think there was only one play, one or two players who didn't make it into the Premier League. I was one of them, and, <laughs> and someone else. So, yeah, the start of the time was was incredible, and and they all went on to to senior caps and, and huge part in Wales' success. Wow. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously we we know that you you play your trade at left back now. Um, did you did you fancy yourself in in any other position positions early, early in early stages of your career? Well, look, don't, don't get it twisted. No one wants to be a left back when they're a kid. Um, <laughs> that's never anyone's ambition. I want to be a left back who sits at the back, doesn't really get involved too much, or doesn't really get forward. I was always a left midfielder um, growing up for my local team, um, and then at Cardiff we had. Um, <laughs> It's happened a couple times. We had Joe Ledley there. So Joe was all in my age group all the way through and Joe was a better, better left midfielder than I was. So I kind of got shafted back to left back and he played midfield. And, you know, by the age of 17, he was in the first team at Cardiff. He's, he's had such an unbelievable career. Um, and I played, I actually, later on in my career, when I, when I went to, back to Accrington on loan, I actually played further forward again Um I actually played one game in the three behind the front man, which was, um, I loved it. I was, I was trying to shoot from everywhere, trying to get involved everywhere. Um, oh, well, you, don't, other... are you, are you don't shoot from anywhere now, no? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. If you ask the boys, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> but, um, one of the funny things is I, um, in, during one of the under-21s games for Wales, I actually played left midfield and Gareth Bale played left back. So. Wow. I just kind of turned from uh, from us two, but um, yeah, I, I think I played left midfield, and he still played further ahead of me most of the game. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you said it a minute ago about making making the league debut for Cardiff. It, it did it did eventually come for you um, as a substitute against Norwich in April two thousand and six. How how was that making making your first team debut? 
that that for me is is still the the most proudest moment of my career. Um, wow. For growing up, first of all, as a Cardiff boy, supporting Cardiff, going to watch the games, and and um, being a huge fan growing up, used to go to away games and things like that as well. So it was always my dream to get in the in the first team. And just once you, I think, when you're a kid and you dream about being a footballer, you you don't kind of realise how hard it kind of is to to get into the into the professional game. And especially growing up through the youth system, it, there was no one got through. No, there was one or two that played one or two games in the two or three years above me. So, it was so I realised how hard it was to kind of do it and. Just to get that one kind of opportunity to get onto the pitch was, was huge. And obviously my family were there and everything like that. But I was so kind of pumped up. I think I, I must have warmed up for 80 minutes of the game, just nonstop trying to desperately involve down the touchline, trying to be involved with the fans and things like that. And I was that worked up that when I came, I only played about 10, 15 minutes, but I was cramping up. I was, I think the adrenaline was kicking in. It was, um, but yeah, it's such a incredible moment. And, yeah, something that no one can ever kind of take away from me. Yeah, you made your first start in the August against Barnet. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, what what was that like making making that first start in, and and hearing your name in in that starting eleven? Uh, again, pretty special. I was, uh, to be honest, after the um, it's probably my own fault. After the the Norwich game at the end of that season, I kind of thought, well, I'm going to be involved now. Maybe a bit naively, I thought this is it. I'm going to be involved in the first team squad. And yeah. and I remember I didn't go away with the first team in pre season on their tour, and I was kind of a bit annoyed and had to hump a little bit. And um, for no reason, like I shouldn't have done. I was in no position to ever, you know, feel like that. And managed to get the start against um, Barnet in a cup like really early on and, and did really well um, again cramped up I actually got stretched off with cramp in that game <laughs> I remember I went up for a header in the last minute and I landed and my legs kind of locked out and there was because it was a Carlin Cup game one of the stands was empty and I remember just laying there shouting to the linesman stop the game stop. and he's like I can't I can't so I just laid there for a minute while the play went on and <laughs> stretched off I think my mum this is embarrassing my mum came down to the changing rooms after the game to the physio room just to check if I was alright I was like mum you need to get out of here man. <laughs> but um, yeah it was another special night unfortunately we lost we lost the game 2-0 I think um, yeah. but again another amazing experience and at the time I never thought that would be it with my career at Cardiff I thought you know I'll get more opportunities I'll stay and I'll have a career there but unfortunately it kind of didn't happen like that yeah, I mean, like the November of 2006 rolls around. It was widely publicised. You were set to take a move online to Torquay. Tell us about that, because eventually, obviously, the move didn't come to fruition at all, did it? No, again, you know, Cardiff were doing so well at the time. I think they were at the, towards the top end of the championship. So I had no complaints about not kind of being in the team. But once you kind of get that first sniff of playing football and first team football on the, on the weekend, you kind of want more of it. So I was desperate to go out on loan and, and Torquay came along. They were in League Two at the time. Um, and I just desperate to go down there. So I went down there, trained. Um, it's a bit of a different setup in Cardiff with a nice training ground. You know, I get to Torquay. It was in the middle of um, forgotten. It was in the middle of a race course. There was like a stream running through where you kept having to go and fish your balls out um, every time you, your shot was wayward and things like that. And um, yeah, I was I was happy to go down and play games. But unfortunately, that evening, um, just 
I was at the um, at, like the clubhouse, and the, the manager came and said, "Look, we're going to have to call it off." The chairman, I don't, I think they were trying to get someone out and to get me in, and that didn't happen. So um, they were like, "Right, you're going to have to go back to Cardiff," and that's that's kind of it. I mean, yeah, eventually you moved to Accrington instead. I mean, as we'll talk later on, I mean, it's a club that you've gone on loan to and joined permanently a few times. What were they like to work with at the very beginning? Again, completely different to what I'd ever experienced in football and, and still have, to be honest. And John Coleman and, and Jimmy Bell, they've got their own way of doing things and they've been so successful. You know, long before I was there, they, they've taken, they, I think, about six or seven promotions or, or even more. Uh, they are, the amount of players they, they bring in who go on to do better is, is incredible. So um, they, they came down to Cardiff to watch a game, or John Coleman did, to watch a game, a reserve team game, and, and we went up there. I went for two months. And, um, yeah, it wasn't anything that I'd been used to. Like, the stadium was, was a lot smaller than, than Ninian Park was at the time at Cardiff. And, uh, but I was just happy to go and play games. I didn't, I didn't actually start too well. The first game, I didn't have the best game. I got taken off after about 50 minutes. And I was thinking, oh, this, not yeah. cramp was it, Joe? <laughs> not cramp was it? <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> not, uh, yeah, I just had a bit of a nightmare, and um, and I thought, oh, I don't want to start this now. And unfortunately, we had a cup game in midweek, and I played well and kind of stayed in for a few games. And it was just really good to be involved in the first team, and, and we were fighting for our lives, you know, at that stage, just above the relegation zone. And I think I played seven games there on loan, and, and we didn't win one game that I played. So I started my first two games at Cardiff. I'd never won a game. The next seven, I went to Accrington. I still hadn't won a game. So I was desperate to try and get first win in professional football under my belt. But look, I, I really enjoyed it. I was really thankful for, for John and Jimmy to kind of take me there, give me the experience and um, moved up to, to Accrington, which again is a, um, you know, a lot different to where I was brought up in Cardiff. But an experience that um, probably held me in good stead for, for later in life. I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, Cardiff, you know, it's a long way away from Accrington. And when you first joined, like you said, those were like quite high-pressure matches, like the cup game that you mentioned. I think it was against Doncaster in what is now the EFL Trophy. Would you say that those high-pressure games helped you, helped you settle in, or would you say it was more of a hindrance? No, they, there's, they help, I think, with wherever I've been at those high pressure games they, they mean I mean they shouldn't do but they kind of do mean a little bit more to the players so um, to get to get a good performance and, and a positive result although we didn't get the positive result um, that performance I think kind of showed the boys what I was about and, and kind of earned their respect a little bit and you know I wasn't some young kid who's come from a higher division team who just thought he'd come for a little jolly up I was there I was ready to to tackle put my head in where it hurts and things like that and um yeah going back I actually played left midfield for that little that little spell that I was there which I um I really enjoyed I managed to get my first ever um first ever goal professional football which was nicer away at Macclesfield and um yeah so they they gave me some great experiences and and then I was desperate kind to kind of play more really when I came back yeah I mean in February 2007 you joined Bristol Rovers on loan what was what was it about Bristol that that attracted you to the football club um, first of all, it was it was close to the home. Um, you know, I could drive. I stayed in Cardiff. I could drive every day. Um, Lenny Lawrence was there as well, who was like the assistant manager, and he knew me from Cardiff. He left the year 
Um, I was there for a couple of years. He was a first team manager at Cardiff, so kind of knew who I was. Um, and when I first signed there, he was like, look, we're, we're looking not just to take you on loan. We want to do this for the future as well. So that kind of gave me the confidence to be like, yeah, these guys kind of want me here, which was nice. Um, I didn't actually play at the start. I was out of the team for, for the first couple of games. I couldn't get in the team. They were doing quite well. And then fortunately, I managed to get in and we went on like a ridiculous run. Um, I actually think my first game, I, again, I had a bit of a nightmare, got dragged at half time. Uh, seems to be a little uh, recurring theme here. Um, we played away at Boston, and me and Richard Walker, the striker, both got dragged at half time. And I was like, oh, I've done it again. This is it. I can't, can't get off to a good start. But fortunately, um, managed to stay in the team, and uh, we had a a great end of season. I think we won 11 out of the last 13 to get in. I think we got into the playoffs last but one game of the season. And yeah. I think on the last day, we knew we needed to win to kind of cement our place. Um, the team we were, we played away at Hartlepool who needed to, to win to win the league. And they were, they were 1-0 up against us at half-time. The team we needed to lose were 5-0 up at half-time. So I think we ended up scoring a last-minute winner to, to kind of cement our playoffs and the momentum we had going into those playoffs, um, you know, no one was going to stop us. And um, yeah, fantastic end of the season. Yeah, I mean that that year, um, I think you were, you were awarded Young Player of the Year, wasn't you? And and like you just said, there was it that year you you were that, awarded Young Player of the Year. Year after I got the Young Player of the Year. Year after, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean that year you won promotion, didn't you? Um, yeah, sum up those sum up the playoffs, and then and then sum up sum up the final as well. Well, first of all, when I was there, the Bristol Rovers got to the final of the JPT final, and because I played that game for Accrington against Doncaster, I was cup tied then, so I missed out, and Doncaster beat Bristol in the final, so I couldn't oh play. Um, if they played Bristol City in the semi-final double header semi-final which was like massive for the club yeah. again I couldn't play in any of it so I missed out on the finals at the Millennium Stadium that, that season missed out on that which I was gutted about and then the, the, got to the playoffs and I played the two semi-finals and my loan finished before the final so there was a rule back then that you could only do a 93 day emergency loan um, if it was outside the window and that, and that took me to within like five days of the final and they wouldn't extend it. So I, again, missed out on playing in the playoff final at Wembley. Oh, and no. we had to, at the time, took 40 or 1,000 there. It was incredible. Um, but they were really good to me that I travelled up with them. We, we trained at Arsenal's training ground the day before. I was with the team the night before in the hotel. I went, you know, on the coach to the stadium and was with all the celebrations afterwards. We went away to Spain. Yeah, you played a part in that, Joe, though. That's the thing, isn't it? it, it obviously, the you didn't play in the final, but you played a massive part into them getting there. Yeah, I'd like to think so, yeah. But it's, it's a bit strange because the final, uh, I kind of didn't feel part of it. Not because not no. anyone did, but because I hadn't done anything that day. I mean, there was a few players who got injured and, and were still there and they'd been there all season, but maybe because I'd only played 12, 13 games yeah. against I didn't feel so. At, even at the end, when um, the team goes up the steps to collect the trophy and get their medals, I remember some of the boys who hadn't been involved when I didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't want to go up. I felt a bit like not embarrassed about it, but I didn't want to be that guy on the end that you always see. Who, who people think, oh, why is he there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I'm just. Stood there. I was on the pitch and stuff with them and celebrating. I, tried, I got involved in a few photos and things like that. But yeah, I didn't 
I didn't quite feel yeah like I mean, I got a medal that you know afterwards that Paul Trout, the manager, they, they sorted out to get me a medal and things like that. So nice. I've, I've got that, um, and I'll, yeah, it's one of my promotions which I'm I'm really proud about. But um, that one day that at Wembley, yeah, it was a bit bittersweet for me, really. Yeah, I mean, like you said about a year after you won, you won Player of the Year, um, yeah. or Young Player of the Year, should I say? Sum up that sum up that campaign for yourself. It was really good. It was my first, even though I played um, a couple of months towards the end of the season, season before, it was nice to kind of play, you know, throughout. I think I played for Bristol that season. I think I played 49 games and I played seven internationals or something that season. So I played a lot of football. I was involved a lot. We had a a really great cup run. We got to the quarterfinal of the FA Cup, which was was really special. Um, And yeah, it was just my first real full season in professional football and I loved it I loved every week just going out and playing and training and and being a part of something fighting for something every week because if you're in and out the team it's hard to kind of you know feel you're kind of worried about your performance first and foremost to stay in the team but when once you're in it and you're you're kind of you know ingrained in in what the team is then that's a it's a weird feeling it's like that's takes over type thing and, and you kind of just want to do well for the team and um, yeah it was great great for me to kind of um, play a full season that, and that during that season is where I really thought you know what I'm I'm here now I'm here to stay and I'm, I'm going to have a career in, in professional football Yeah I mean like you, you just alluded it to it there where you said you have about a great FA Cup run it included a penalty shootout win against then Premiership side Fulham um, describe that night well, we played them away at, at Craven Cottage, and I think we took like six thousand fans there, or something crazy. Um, made a hell of a noise. I think we drew two all. Um, they were having a really bad time of it, I think, in the Premier League. And Roy Hodgson just taken over, um, and then they, they, we brought them back to our place. Probably the last thing they wanted, playing on a horrible pitch on the Tuesday night, and and yeah, and it was a horrible nil-nil game. Went to penalties and. Uh, I think we had three penalty shootouts that season that we won all, all three. And yeah, I was always confident in myself. So I took one um, and sent the keeper the wrong way. And yeah, it was nice. I think Jimmy Bullard actually missed the penalty for Fulham, the one before I took. So the pressure kind of just left left me and it was kind of like a free hit. So that was uh, that was nice. And we, and we won on, on penalties and that was a yeah incredible feeling again to beat a Premier League team at that level. I mean, yeah, then in 2009, joined Oldham. How did that move come about? And uh, what was it about Oldham that attracted you? Um, kind of ended a little bit sour, really. My last season at Bristol, I got injured in pre-season. I was, I was doing really well. I went away with Wales um, senior team and I was on the bench for a couple of games. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm really kicking on here and, and I've just had a good season. And, and I thought, yeah, if I have another good season, I could get a move or things like that. And I got injured. We were on tour in um, Sweden. I got injured in a bad tackle and did my, my media and my knee. So it put me out for a few months. And I couldn't quite get back in the team. Um, I'd play a game here or there and, and was out the team again. And it's just a really stop-start season for me. I picked up a couple of niggles. And, and at the end of the season, they, um, they decided that, that was it. I wasn't going to be offered a new contract, which, um, which at the time I was, again, being naive, I was like, right, that's fine. I don't want to be anywhere if I'm not playing, um, not knowing how hard it is to kind of 
be offered contracts, uh, especially by not playing too many games. So um, I was just away on holiday um, with some friends and got a phone call saying, Alden really are really interested and uh, want to offer your contract. So I was, yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. I was just like, they had a good season last season. I want to, you know, I'm happy to move out the country to Manchester. And yeah, there was, it was all done while I was on holiday, really. Apart from the actual medical things, it was all sorted. I mean, yeah, just a year later, you're actually transfer listed by the club, along with five others. I mean, that must have been a strange time for you as well. Yeah, it was um, the worst probably 18 months, two years of my, my career for sure. The last year at Bristol and, and signed at Oldham. Um, again, I got got an injury in pre-season that kind of did something to my groin, which kind of never really went away. There was The diagnosis wasn't great and um, I was only fit for... <laughs> for probably 10, 15 games of the season. And um, at the time, the manager, Dave Penny, was kind of, um, there was a lot of pressure on him because we weren't doing too well in the league. Um, and I just felt like they just, him and the assistant, were just kind of get the feeling that they're just on you a little bit during the season. You know, I, I remember I trained once for the first two months of the season. The day after, I got asked to play a reserve team game, which I played half the game. And I was in agony. I should never have played. And and all I got afterwards was a load of abuse from the from the assistant manager about my performance. And then I was like, well, I just you know I shouldn't really be here. I'm I'm not fit to play. And um, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't a great time. And at the end of the season, the manager left. Um, Paul Dickoff came in in the summer, and they just I think a week into pre-season, I, the, at the end of that season, actually, I had to, um, I got into that bad, I had to have two operations to, to sort it out and eventually it got fixed and I came back into pre-season kind of 50% fit and started training with the team and Paul Dickoff said, brought about five or six of us in just saying, look, I need to cut the budget down and you boys have, unfortunately, are the ones who kind of, well, I need to kind of let go but up until you know, you leave, you're still going to be involved in things like that. We just think it's better that you move on. And um, it's all fine for me personally. I just needed to get fit and I was happy to kind of move on. Uh, and then as soon as the season started, we kind of got shafted away on our own little group. and weren't allowed to train with the first team. Uh, we were training with the reserve team or the youth team. And we kind of realised, you know, what the situation was, which was um, which was really difficult. Um, so for me, it was it was tough, and um, we were playing reserve team games and things like that. And I started actually doing really well in the reserve team games and putting a bit of pressure on the manager. And, and I'd go and speak to him and say, "Look, I'm I'm doing really well. I should be playing in your first team." And he's like, "Look, I'm not, I want you involved, but I can't put you involved." And um, eventually, I managed to get back in and I played one game. And but again, I was just yeah, kind of shafted out and and not kind of um, play but uh, I really really like Paul Dickoff stranger I really really like uh, working with him and training with him I thought he was a great a great guy um, a good manager and I don't think it was his decision I think it came from above and unfortunately that's just what happened with football and, and luckily John Coleman and Jimmy Bell came along again and, and kind of gave me that opportunity to play some more games I mean yeah eventually you did move on to Accrington on loan again was it easy to move back to those similar surroundings to get obviously more game time? Yeah, um, again, I hadn't really played too much football for the last 18 months. So um, a lot of teams probably wouldn't have wanted me, you know, just because of that record. But um, 
John and Jimmy obviously knew me from my spell before and uh, yeah, I was really thankful for them to kind of give me the opportunity and it meant that I was living in Manchester, I didn't have to, to move, I, I could drive to Accrington every day. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a no-brainer for me and, and again, we at the start we were kind of struggling a little bit but we soon got into our rhythm and, and had a great second half of the season and I ended up... Um, signed there permanently in the January, which was a bit of a strange situation, and we ended up in the playoffs. Yeah, you did, didn't you? You, uh, you made the playoffs. What was the recollection of that playoff campaign? We, we just came, kind of came from nowhere. You know, when I signed there, I think we were like 15th or 16th and ended up just going on a, a ridiculous run again. And I think we won like nine or 10 in a row at home. We were unbeaten in a lot and we just had this confidence about us. I mean, we were training on the rugby pitch. We literally had no goals, no football goals we were training on. It was um, a really strange, surreal kind of setup, but it worked. It was, um, it was a thing that kind of they, they created their culture, which, um, you know, they, they'd had for years and, and it, and it worked. And, um, yeah, for, for everything they didn't kind of have off the pitch, they had it in abundance on the pitch. And we had some really good players and, and managed to get into the playoffs, which um, no one probably thought we'd ever ever get there, a team like Appington. But um, yeah, it was, it was a great feeling. Unfortunately, it didn't end too well for the team. And for me personally, I got sent off in the second game. Um, so yeah, it was a strange strange kind of ending it was it was a bit well looking back now it was quite funny that I I made this tackle um which I thought was a bit harsh but anyway got the red card got into the change room and all of a sudden the door slams open and one of the other boys walks in I was like what what are you doing and he's like oh in the aftermath I hit someone and I've been sent off as well so we're just sitting there like oh I guess we're not going to win now then I mean yeah I mean you went in you went on Went on to uh, on to Shrewsbury in 2011. Um, how, how did how did that move come about to Shrewsbury? Um, again, because I, I, we, we had such a strong um, finish to the season, a few of us kind of had had some uh, interest at the end of that season, and I thought it was um, you know I was, I was very happy what John Coleman Jimmy had done for me and and kind of restarted my career, but um, I kind of felt that I. You know, maybe because the squad kind of got decimated a little bit, there was quite a few players that moved on. And, and Shrewsbury, I was out of contract. Shrewsbury came in for me. Um, there was a couple of clubs, actually, who, who spoke to me. But Shrewsbury were, I remember them being, you know, they had the new stadium. They were kind of like a big club in that in that league. And I wanted to be at one of those big kind of powerhouses in that league. And, and I wanted to get promoted. So, um, again, I was on holiday with some friends. And, and it kind of it all got sorted out when I was away, came back and, and signed and, and kind of just moved up to Shrewsbury straight away and that was kind of it. Yeah, you scored your first goal in a 7-2 away win at Northampton. What performance that must have been? That was amazing. They actually played it recently on Twitter and I watched um, I watched a little bit. Yeah, I, I was... Um, it was uh, one of those games where just everything kind of falls for you and um, I was actually speaking to Bayo because Bayo played for Northampton that day and I remember smashing him one time and I got booked for a tackle on him and I remember he was I mean, they were probably up 5-1 down at the time whatever it was and he was going mad and I was like oh my god this guy's going to kill me um, and I keep bringing it up to him I was like remember when I, we beat you 7-2 um, <laughs> and uh, 
it was just yeah incredible day i think it was around my birthday as well so we played away at Northampton. i was staying down in london afterwards um to, to meet some family there and it was just one of those days you don't have too many where just everything kind of comes off and um yeah to score a goal as well which was um yeah hadn't scored before that for a couple of years so it was really nice yeah i mean the following season you made 45 appearances under graham turner um what was he like to work under uh, really good. Different again to what I, I previously had. He was um, very old school. Not not in the case of you know bashing us, running us, and things like that. Just you know, he was he was he had his way of doing things, and and it, and again, he's had so much success. I think I was looking today actually randomly on them um, about managers, and I think he's he's managed some like sixteen hundred professional games, which is incredible. Um, I think there's only Ferguson and Arsene Bengo in the last however many years who've managed more than him. So he he had this wealth of experience and and got us playing really well. Um, and we had such a good team that season. We went unbeaten at home the whole season, I think, in cup competitions as well. And and again, the, the start of the season, we wanted to get promoted and and we managed to do that, which was um, yeah, it was it was probably the most enjoyable year I've had in football, both on and off the pitch, for sure. I mean, yeah, building on that, obviously a solid campaign for yourself, 45 appearances. Just sort of sum up overall that 2011-2012 season for yourself. Um, just one of those times where um, I kind of had a, a two-year spell um, leading up to the Accrington loan. So I, was happy, I wanted to settle down somewhere. I moved to a new town. I moved to Shrewsbury, had a new start, and it's such a lovely place there. The, the town is beautiful. It's um, such a nice place. And there was a group of us who kind of all did the same thing, kind of moved to the town centre, and we all lived, you know, around the corner from each other. We were living in each other's pockets, and we just kind of had a great, you know, life outside of football as well as, you know, on the pitch. And once you were all friends off it, we used to hang out, go out together, we used to be at each other's houses cooking dinner. It was such a, a nice kind of atmosphere to be around. It, it kind of just helped us on the pitch as well. And yeah, it was one of those seasons where, again, you just fly and the momentum takes you. And, and once you, you get that reputation of being, you know, the, a big team in the league, I think teams kind of fear you a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was nice to have that kind of arrogance that we went into every game thinking we're going to win and, and we did most of the time and, and to to get promoted I think the second last game of the season was yeah it was a great few days that was for sure I mean having been made a captain at youth level you then that season afterwards became captain for a few times uh, within that 2012-2013 season just sort of sum up uh, how that felt at the time Again, really, really proud of my I think I was probably about 25 at the time and um, it's quite young for, for that to kind of happen. But I think we, we got safe in League One and um, I think the manager started playing players that were going to be there next season, stopped playing the ones that he thought maybe are going to leave. And one of those was a captain, Matt Richards, at the time. And um, he pulled me before... Uh, um, we played Colchester away and he called him before and just said, there was no like big talk. He just kind of said before the game, like, do you want to be captain today? I was like, yeah. And that, and that was kind of it. There was no like big speech or anything like that. And um, got some great pictures just because uh, the referee that day was Howard Webb. He made a big mistake in the Premier League the week before and got kind of demoted down to our level. And, and he was there and you could tell, I was like buzzing to be captain walking out and he was like, very arrogant about how he kind of dealt with us at that level. Um, didn't want to be there and 
kind of uh, ruined my day, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, um, of course, that 2013-14 campaign afterwards didn't really end the way that you would have wanted in relegation for Shrewsbury. Sort of, could you pinpoint where things didn't really work out that season? I think the, the end of that, the previous season, we we done well and we, we had a lot of younger players who were broke into the team and, and have since gone on to do really good things. And we thought we needed a, a, a bit of experience and a, a few signings to kind of kick us on. And, you know, whenever you're in the summer and, and your club signs a player, you always think, oh, that, you know, this is good signing. We're going to have some intent this season. And that summer, we didn't really sign anyone. We didn't really, yeah, we were kind of signing players who I didn't think were going to take us to the next level and I think just from the start we knew we were up against it um, you know we, we signed a few players on loan or loads of players on loan actually that season who kind of weren't up for the fight of, of a relegation battle and um, you know we had that many players on loan at one point that some of the loan players couldn't be in the squad because you could only have so many in the squad at one time so it was just there was never a settled squad it was just yeah it was a bit all over the place and then um, Graham Turner left um, in the January and and Mike Jackson took over for the rest of the season and it was um, I think the last couple of months it was inevitable that we were going to go down we just didn't have enough really um, and we were relegated with a few games to go and, and rightly so we weren't we weren't good enough that season to kind of stay up Yeah in July 2014 Joe you, you joined Wickham Yeah um, Yeah what attracted you to, to Wickham Wanderers? Um, well, first of all, leaving Shrewsbury was a bit of a shock. I'd, I'd got player of the season there. Um, so I'd had a good season. I thought I was doing well. And, and at the end of the season, they announced a new manager took over. And I just got a phone call the next day from Mike Jackson, who's staying on as his assistant, just to say, look, new manager doesn't want you. You're not getting a new deal. And I was a bit like, wow, you know, didn't didn't expect that type of thing. But um kind of that's just the nature of football. And um, I spoke to a few teams. Um, I kind of wanted to move down the London the London way. I, I had some family there. My, my wife now, she at the time, she'd moved there for work and things. So I kind of wanted to be that way. And, and Wickham came along. And although, I'll be honest, like at the, the time, I thought I was going to have a, a lot more offers at high level just because I'd had such a good kind of couple of seasons at Shrewsbury. Um, but it's hard, you know, people didn't want to touch me because I'd had a relegation, things like that. So... Um, I was thankful I spoke to um, the gaffer called me actually I was, at, I was at a cricket match I was watching Glamorgan playing in a T20 game and phone called random numbers so I answered it and you know I spoke to the gaffer and Richard Dobson at the time and you know I thought about it for a little while I'll, I'll be honest it wasn't the most attractive move at the time just because the situation they were in they just survived relegation from League 2 and I was thinking myself I, I should have been a decent League 1 team at the time And but I'm, I'm so thankful that I kind of did move there and took it um, and yeah I've, I've, I haven't looked back since Yeah that first year that first season for, for you at Wickham very nearly turned into something very quite special didn't it you were so <laughs> close <laughs> Yeah Again, the start of the season, we set out that, you know, what's our aim? Our aim this season, just to get safety. That was it. We wanted to get 55 points. And that was the message throughout the whole season. Never talk about anything else. And we got to January and we were like, we're on like 50 points now in January. Like, are we going to start, you know, we're top of the league for a long time that season. Um, and we just, I think the, at the end of the season, just the squad size just kind of... Um, 
kind of probably let us down a little bit. We had a few injuries towards the end of the season and, and players filling in in different in different areas. And it, was, it wasn't anyone's fault. We just had a small budget and, and couldn't afford to have such a huge squad. We didn't have a youth system or anything like that. So there was no younger players to kind of count on. And there was times when we were having like three players on the bench and the gaffer um, was on the bench a lot of the time. So we did so well to get where we did. Unfortunately, we kind of, we missed that. I think the last day of the season, we were in the automatics. We we only came out of the automatics. I think two weeks before the end of the season, we'd been in it all season. Um, the last day of the season, for about twenty minutes, we got back into it. Someone else scored, moved us out, and and in the end, we we kind of had the, we beat Plymouth comfortably away. The scoreline suggests a bit different, but we went three 0 up there and um, beat them at home as well. So we went into the final with loads of confidence that we were going to kind of. Um, do something well. We'd beaten Southend early on the season, and yeah, very close to kind of seconds. <laughs> seconds it was from kind of having an awesome kind of end to the season from me scoring a winner at Wembley or even it was taken yeah, away yeah, because you you scored a free kick, didn't you? Well, it went off. It went off Dan Bentley's back, back, but we'll give it to you, shall we? Yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't been given to me. It went down as an own goal. I missed out on that. So really. Um, yeah, but I'm taking it all day. I tell people I scored at Wembley, and um, yeah, it's one of the, yeah, I'm still claiming it. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, we were. I mean, what did they score? Up two minutes into injury time of extra yeah. time, and it's so hard to kind of pick yourselves up after that. But yeah, we did you kind of up. like going into that penalty shootout after you after pretty much five, not even five minutes beforehand, conceded that goal? Think thinking, oh no, we've got. A, got to somehow pick ourselves up here and what was what was Gareth obviously you can't go into it in complete detail but what was what was Gareth's message after just conceding that equaliser to, to try and pick you up for the, that them penalties do you know what at the time I remember it, there was never any pressure on us to kind of get promoted there was like no. nothing so there wasn't even at the time and, and he's really good even this season now he's, he's been the same but I remember um, I was, I think I was getting some treatment for cramp as a, again. Um, <laughs> so when, they, when it went round for the penalties, I, I came up and I was like, look, I'll have one. They were like, well, they've all been chosen now. You can go number six or whatever it was. Um, so I don't remember too much about what he kind of was saying to us. Um, but I, it, I think it wouldn't have just been like, look, there's no pressure or anything like that. Just yeah. go out and do it but if I was in their camp I would have been like right we've got these now we've just scored we've got the momentum exactly. let's capitalise on this and looking looking at it now as you're obviously confident going into and having a penalty shootout whenever I've, I've been involved in them but and this is no disrespect to the goalkeeper we had on the day Alex Lynch but we had um Matt Ingram throughout the season was was unbelievable for us and a big, huge presence. And he got injured on the last game of the season and, and missed out on on the playoffs. And and we had a young goalkeeper came in who who didn't have the you know the, the stature that Matty did. And you know he, that was only his third ever game. He'd only played his first start was the playoffs the week before. Um, wow. So you kind of you know you get not like if you I've taken penalties where the goalkeeper stands there and he's huge and you're like. I've got to hit this in the corner to score a goal here. Or you, you see one who's not so big and you think, you know, it's going to be a bit easier. And I think, you know, he didn't have that kind of presence and, and maybe a bit of um, naivety from him. There was no, like, mind games being played or anything like that. And uh, you did save a penalty, but in the end, you know, they, they kind of, I think it went down to, like, the ninth penalty or something. And, and, yeah. one of our, and, and we still take the mick out of him 
to this day about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. And it was, I went from like nearly scoring a winner at Wembley to being a hero at the club to losing and, and thinking, oh, how are we going to kind of pick ourselves back up? But, yeah. you know, straight away, um, I remember coming back to pre-season next season and Magic being like, right, it's done, whatever, we had a good season, now let's start again, let's change the target again. And, and we started off really well the, the next season, so there was no hangover of that. I mean, yeah, that following campaign, you finished 13th, I mean, great FA Cup runs as well, eventually coming to an end against Villa. What was that like to play? It must have been fantastic. Yeah, again, it was um, Villa were going for a really tough time, and the manager, I think it was Remy Gard at the time, and you know they were getting a lot of stick from everywhere. Um, so it was a, obviously a very good time to play, and we played them at our place. Um, I think it was on BT Sport, and we 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 played really well. We we had a great account of ourselves. I think we went one 0 down, and then we won a penalty, and and our normal penalty taker, the captain wasn't on the pitch. We had another player who'd missed the last one. So everyone's kind of standing there like, who's who's going to take this penalty? And I was like, well, I'll have it. I'd never taken one before and, and uh, taken one of the shootouts, but never just in a normal game. And fortunately I scored and uh, my brother's a huge Villa fan and he was there. Um, so it was nice to kind of, you know, he says he, says he was cheering for me, but deep down I reckon. No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we got the, the, the replay at Villa Park, which was, you know, I, I, fortunately, I played there for, for the 21s when we played England, and um, the stadium's incredible. Those older kind of stadiums, you know, compared to the new bowls and things like that, stadiums were was awesome. And again, we gave a good account of ourselves, and unfortunately, we lost in the end. We scored a couple of late goals, but um, you know, we we were a huge credit to Wickham that night, and we took thousands again um, to Villa Park and it was one of those occasions that the fans kind of love and remember forever I mean yeah again 2016-17 a ninth place finish was it frustrating that a couple of years after not being able to come out on top against Southend it was hard, hard for you to break into the top six again yeah I think the, the second season especially we started I think we were top after 10 games and kind of faded away um, again I, th- I just think that we, we never quite had the big enough squad um, finances were obviously very tight at Wickham and, and have been all the time I've been there um, so we've kind of you know relied a lot on bringing loan players and things like that in and the first season I was there getting to Wembley we, we had players like Alfie Mawson Sam Saunders Nico Yanaris who came in and played huge parts and um, it's not always easy to get those type of gems that come in and help you but it was a little bit frustrating. The third season, we, we wanted to, to kind of get into the playoffs. And I think it went down to the last day. And there was four or five teams who kind of needed to win. And we did win. But unfortunately, whoever it was got in ahead of us. And um, yeah, it was another season where it kind of just, you know, weren't quite good enough. But we we sat down the following season and said, look, we don't want to kind of just be underdogs anymore we want to we want to push for promotion we want to say that we want to get promoted and and kind of have that aura and arrogance about us to say that we can do that yeah obviously during that year joe um the year that you finished ninth um the memorable cut tie at spurs at white Hart lane um very 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 nearly you got pochettino sacked before he actually did get sacked didn't you (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a huge spurs fan as well well uh, being a Cardiff fan but Tottenham were always my team like right. for the Premier League and, um, I've been there for a few games I think that season I've been there um, as well as the fan with, with some friends I know who, who have season tickets and 
it was that's the draw that I've always wanted. I've always wanted Spurs away, Spurs away. And that season, I think as well, was the last year at the at White Hart Lane. They've gone unbeaten all season in the Premier League. And imagine if it was Wickham, the only team to beat them that season would have been would have been mad. But it was. Yeah, again, obviously they, they rested a couple of players, but they still have, uh, you know, Son played, um, Sissoko played. Ali played, um, didn't Eric, Eric Lamella? I think they, I think they all played. Yeah, Dyer. Um, yeah. They brought on Dembele. It, yeah, some, they had some uh, huge hat trippier, Ben Davis both played. So they had, you know, still had a very, very experienced Premier League team. And I think we went we went to Nalep and we were like, yeah. wow, what okay. Our final, we're looking at each other like laughing, like, what's going on here? This shouldn't be happening. And the manager was like, look, just calm down, just calm down a little bit. And we came out second half. I think they brought on Deli Ali and Dembele in the second half, and they those two kind of changed it a little bit. Um, and uh, they got back into it, they got back to two all, uh, and everyone probably thought that's it, you know, they're just going to go on to win. And we went and scored another goal to go 3 2 up with 10 minutes to go, and we were like, yeah, this could be incredible here. Um, and then we we let a sloppy goal in. Um, I think Deli Ali scored to make it three all, um, and it was you know, it was one of those where you're like, oh, it's going to go to injury time. There was six minutes, and I think it went into the seventh minute, and Son broke three and broke through and, and kind of put it past the keeper. And I was on the line trying to hook it away, and I've just hooked it into the the roof of the net, and I was just knackered. I couldn't kind of do anything about it. it t- the last 20 minutes, I think we were just trying to foul them just to try and stop the game kind of going on. Just They were so good. Um, and when they turned it on, it was... But again, like we, we got clapped off by the Spurs fans that day. Um, it just going back, when Son, Son scored that goal at the end, they were, like fans were running on the pitch. So it showed what an incredible game it was. It, Tottenham were playing, you know, Wickham. And again, fans running on the pitch were scoring a winner. Did, did but, any of the Spurs uh, yeah, say we, anything to you after? Yeah, I, I remember um, I played up against Asoka most of the game and, and we'd like spoken, he's really nice, well, on the pit, he was a really nice guy and, and speaking and I remember Son at the end of the game when he said, look, look, well, the new boys are incredible today, like, like be proud. Um, and then I managed it and then I, I asked Asoka for his shirt at the end of the game and, and we went and clapped our fans and as I, we were out there for quite a while and as I came back in, he was just waiting there with his shirt and I was like, well, fair play to him for, for kind of doing that and um, yeah, the, all the players. I think you know anyone who wanted a shirt, it was all given to them. And um, I think the gaffer spent some time with Pochettino afterwards. He was very complimentary. And yeah, it was, it was just a shame. We went on like a, I think we were like 15 unbeaten in the league in cups going into that game. We got beat there, and I think we went and lost five in a row afterwards, which kind of killed our our promotion push. I think that's kind of what did it in the end, I think, just from yeah. playing so many. I think we played, we got to the, the semi-final of like the Chaka Trade Trophy. We got to the the third or fourth round of the FA Cup. So we played a lot of extra games that season. just took us, took our toll on us really. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, then come the uh, 2017-18 campaign, which which is what is the promotion year. Sum up, sum up, that, sum up that season. I think... Just, like I said before, when you start signing players in the summer, you kind of start thinking, you know what, we're signing some good players here. This yeah. is going to going to be an exciting season. I think we've come close a couple of times, and and we we kind of got a bigger squad now as well with a lot more quality, and and we're signing players like Nathan Tyson, Craig McHale Smith, Adam Alab, who were like experienced players who had done it and knew what it take took to kind of 
to kind of win um, win promotions and things like that. And then we signed um, Eparici Eze as well, who was phenomenal. You know, he came in and just ripped it up straight away. He was scoring worldies every week. It, yeah, he was incredible. And to kind of get those like lucky gems as well, which um, which obviously helps. And we just we were just solid all season. We um, Again, we were never one of the fancy team. Luton with a huge, had a huge budget, and they were they were smashing it. And I think we went away at Luton in January and beat them, uh, beat them quite comfortably there. And I think that's when everyone kind of realised, you know, Wickham were, were up for this. And we just never kind of let up. Um, and Accrington actually walked walked the league in the end. And it's funny because they won the league one week, and and we needed like three or four points to kind of cement ours. And they came to us. They'd been They'd been drinking all week, partying all week, came to us and we thought, right, this is a great time to play. And they beat us 4-0, they battered us. <laughs> and um, we were like, what is going on here? But luckily we went um, away at Chesterfield the week after and, and yeah. it was kind of strange. We needed to win, Exeter needed to lose and another team, I can't think who it was, needed to lose as well or not win for us to win it. We, No one thought it could happen that day. Um, and you know we went one nil down, and, and we knew other teams were winning. In the end, I think we then scored quite late on, or equalised and scored quite late on, and, and you could kind of see the buzz around the, the bench, and everyone's like, "It's on!" You know, we could we could do it here. And the final whistle went, and the manager, everyone ran on, and we were like, "Oh shit! This, you know, we've done it. We've, we've yeah. kind of got from." And um, that was one of the best days and nights I've ever had in, in my life let alone in football it was um, yeah it was I bet um, you've got some stories to tell there Joe haven't you oh, it was uh, we um, so for just the, the initial being on a pitch and celebrating with the fans and things like that we were there for ages and um, enjoying it my dad came up actually drove up from Cardiff he comes to a lot of the home games doesn't come to a lot of the away games anymore but he was like just in case it happens I don't want to miss it I, I want to be there just in case and, and he timed it perfectly that it kind of worked out like that and it's funny we got on the coach after the game we'd had a few beers and the gaffer was like right boys he said none of you were that confident he's like but I bought this and bought out a big bottle of Jack Daniels out of his um, out of his little bag he's like I knew it was going to happen today I knew it so we just we stopped off got some more drink and we had um, our kit man at the time, Nathan Lug, who was, um, he's a big guy. And for his initiation song, he sang, I can't think what song it was now. Anyway, he sang the song. And on the coach, he was just he's singing this song. The song goes on for about 10 minutes, singing it nonstop. And it was just, yeah, it was just crazy. We got back to the, um, <clears throat> we got back to the training ground where our cars were. And the gaffer was like, right, none of you getting in your cars. Just drop all your stuff off in your cars. The coach has taken us to the stadium. There's fans waiting there. We were all, you know, off our faces by now. The, um, there was like thousands of people in the club. We got there. They got us on stage. You could see some of the boys just like trying to talk into a microphone. No idea what's going on. We're still in our track suits. And the gaffer was, or the, um, the secretary, Kelly, she's like, right, I've, ordered, I've arranged it. We're all going down to Marlow down the road for a, we've got a club booked. So we turn up, we're all in our track seats now. So we turn up to this club in Marlow, a lovely, lovely place on the river. It's, you know, quite a well-off area. We all rock up in our track suits trying to get into these bars and just had a great night. And they, they sorted out all the hotels. And I remember in the morning, when me and one of the boys were, woke up in the room, like, hanging, and we were like, we need to get back to Wickham. 
So we got a taxi back to the training ground. None of us had anything on. Got a taxi back to the training ground, pick up our cars. And we were, we were so went into the room and, and Luggy, the kit man again, was asleep on like one of the coaches' sofas in their room. And he'd ordered like eight pizzas for himself. And on the pizzas was just written like, congratulations on your promotion. He must have told the delivery driver or whoever that we'd, we'd been promoted. Next thing you know, the, the fitness coach walks up. He's like, I've just walked from the hotel. Then the gaffer walks up, still with his scarf from the pitch. <laughs> Run. he's like oh well, I walked as well and he's like I was getting tooted and people beeping at me down the road as I was walking through Wickham so yeah it was a good time we, we they ended up um, the week after we played Steenage at home and it was such a nice kind of end of season you know we've been promoted all the families were there all the players you know they put on like a nice dinner for us afterwards and the whole kind of game we played well we won um <laughs> The families all got together afterwards. The next day was the Player of the Year Awards. And that week then we went off to, um, they took us to Marbella for a few days, which was which was great fun and, and topped it all off, you know, topped the season off perfectly. Very nice. I mean, yeah, you say there, Joe, about the, the, the experienced pros um, that come in that year of Nathan Tyson, Craig McHale-Smith. Um, is that what the difference was from the previous two years is that, people have been signed that have been there and done it yeah I think so they actually I can't think who it was like Football Focus or something did a, a thing on us and called us Dad's Army because we were like there was seven of us who were over the age of 30 um, we had Scott Brown the goalkeeper um, I think we went and played Lincoln away which was a really really tough game yeah and I think I was the third youngest player on the pitch at 30 um, for us, and we we went such as like an experienced team: Sam Saunders, Matt Bloomfield, Marcus Bean. I think the front three was Bayo, um, Mikael Smith, and Nathan Tyson, who combined ages about two hundred and fifty or something. It was um, it was ridiculous, and and we we I think if we'd have put a less experienced team out, I think we would have got beat that day, and it could have hampered our season. But we went there, we did a job that we needed to do, and it, and it worked perfectly. And we had this this core of players who kind of had, they weren't, they were all in and out, not in that team, but we were all playing. Um, most of us were all playing a lot that season. And so we kind of had the respect of everyone else to, to kind of think that these guys are doing it right. We're going to follow. And we had a lot of young boys then who kind of do things right. And, and again, that the culture that was created a few years ago was just carried on that season. And, you know, from, from the first day I signed there, um, you know, I got in a little bit early and there wasn't too many people in. Now, if you go in, you have to be in at 10 o'clock. If you go in at 9 o'clock every day, the training ground's full. Like, everyone's in the gym doing their work. There's no kind of, no one gets in late. No, well, Bayo kind of gets in late every day, but it's another story. But <laughs> but the rest of us, we're in early, you know, the you kind of feel that if you're not in there early and you're not there afterwards doing a lot of work, then then it's it's not frowned upon, but it looks out of place. So it makes people kind of do more and work more. And I think that's why we've had so much success. I mean, yeah. Would you say that you could pinpoint a moment near the beginning of the season where you thought, you know, you had the belief that you could go on to do great things that season? Um, I think we, um, that pre-season, we went to um, an RAF camp for pre-season. 
and um, we that kind of sat down and were like, right, how are we going to get promoted? And we, we changed the kind of mentality of, of what we were going to be. And Wickham was always the underdogs, and, and rightly so. And we were like, right, let's let's try to kind of how are we going to get promoted now? We wanted to get promoted, and we kind of sat there and said, look, we we want to do that. And I think from that minute on, everyone was geared for for kind of promotion. And um, I can't think of any kind of individual game apart from the Luton one um, which I said um, before which is around Christmas January time where we went and turned them over uh, I think we had them um, again in, in Easter we went um, we played Knox County away who were right up there and, and someone else and I think we got a draw against Knox County and beat a, a decent team at home and that kind of kicked us on again and I, like I said I don't think we were ever in the top three for, for much of the season apart from the last two or three months so um, we kind of built our way up and and kind of yeah timed it perfectly as it were I mean yeah when you had a squad that was obviously very experienced that season there was always doubters because obviously the squad was so old in comparison to others would you say that as a player that sort of spurred you on at the time um it kind of gave me the the confidence that the gaffer has in older players I'd say um he also has a lot of kind of um respect and um, he likes to give young players a chance but for the older boys it kind of allows you know a lot of managers won't touch all the players won't play them twice in a week and things like that but he gave us the confidence that we were still good enough and and we still have players like Nathan Tyson who's 35 but he's still the quickest player I've ever come across in football hands down wow. like ridiculous so for him to still be doing that God knows what he was like at 25 um, but you know we just we all had that kind of um Respect for each other, like I said, where we all we all knew each other's strengths. Everyone got on really well. Um, we didn't have any, you know, we had players like Craig McKell Smith, who went for millions of pounds in the championship to, to Brighton. Came in, he's the most humble guy there is, um, you know, and he can, he'll talk to anyone exactly the same. And um, we just had a great kind of um, change room where, you know, there was no egos. People can kind of talk to each other about anything they wanted. And, and it was a nice kind of environment to, to play in. And, and that we have kind of had a few older boys over the years because I think they can kind of not finish their career, but prolong their career by being at Wickham. I mean, yeah, bringing us up to date to this season now then. Obviously, Wickham flying high near the top. Sort of sum up this season from your viewpoint, Joe. It's been ridiculous. Uh, again, that, like I've gone back before and said about in summer what what can happen. I remember speaking to the gaffer in the summer, and I think there was um, talks of him leaving and going to other clubs and uh, interest in him. And we knew that there was problems with the club, kind of financially, and we were going to struggle to kind of have a big squad and with the quality we've had previously. So we were kind of worried a little bit I remember speaking to Matt Bingfield in the summer and saying this could be a long slog this season you know if, if we don't sign some some more quality and then there start being uh, talks of a takeover and these new guys American guys the Kuwigs coming in and all of a sudden we started signing a couple of players David Wheeler Fred Onyadimma um, Josh Parker came in um, and we were like you know what we could have a, a good season now something could kind of you know, we're starting to get the bit of quality that we we lacked before, and all of a sudden we started off well the league, and 
I think once you kind of start a season well, teams look at you differently and all of a sudden Wickham becomes a very difficult game where last season they probably thought we're playing Wickham, we'll, we'll get a victory, we'll get three points. But now they're probably thinking if we can get a draw out of it, it's a good result. So it gives you that extra then percentage that you need to have that arrogance about you. And, and we just kind of, you know, we just thought, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of us. Everyone thought we were, I think they, they predicted we'd be second bottom, all the, the journalists and things like that. And we were top of the league after 10 games and stayed there for two months or whatever it was. I think we went um, six, seven games out conceding a goal. We were, we went, we lost one in the first 20 odd games that we played this season and we were just flying with it. And we had a really tough period around um, Christmas where we played five out of the top seven in a row and, and didn't get any victories from it. But we, we've started to just kind of get back into our form now. I think we'd won three out of the last five for, um, before the games were stopped and we were really confident of kind of finishing the season strongly and, and getting in the automatics and it's just been incredible. I don't think anyone could have envisaged, envisaged what would have, you know, come about this season and, you know, but we've had that confidence in us that we've got players who should definitely be playing higher than where they are and, um, you know, we've got that quality that can, can beat anyone in this league and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet or how the season's going to end, but it's still really exciting times for Wickham, regardless of what happens this season, for, for the future with the new guys involved and the owners and, and their vision for where they want to take the club. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Joe, uh, one of those games, um, you ended up scoring a hat-trick, didn't you? Um, two of them being from corners. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I was, I, it that came was, up uh, on my timeline the other day. I, that was that was uh, that was. Uh, I mean, the first goal they tried to take away from you, didn't they? And then gave it to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, again, first of all, the build-up to that game was a bit different because I think it was in the, the international break, so a lot of the teams in our league weren't playing. So I think we were second or third. Lincoln were around there as well. So it was the biggest game in England that day, um, and there was Quest were there doing their show from, from the ground and things like that. So it was a bit of a build-up. There was stuff about the Cowley brothers because they were, I think... They were on the verge of Lincoln, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the last game they, they had at Lincoln and then went to Huddersfield the day after or something. So, yeah. um, And I knew the gaffer wanted to get one over them um, just because I think they were seen as these young up-and-coming managers doing really well. And I think the gaffer wanted to be like, well, you know, I'm here as well doing a good job. And we um, we worked really hard. And, and we had a first performance, we had an unbelievable performance, like team performance. The gaffer sets up in a different way and it worked like to a T. Um, and we also had that added bonus that if we'd have won, we could have gone top of the league at the highest position Wickham had ever been in their history. So there was loads of things going on in the game. And, yeah, I got the. I think the first goal I scored was a free kick, and it was nice to kind of get one early. Um, I'd never scored, never scored a brace before. I'd, I'd scored a penalty. We played Luton a few years ago. I scored a penalty and missed my second penalty in the game. So I thought oh, that's never gonna, never gonna happen. But then the the the, um, the corner went in, um, and at the time I was like, I don't. I didn't know if it was mine or someone scored or whatever it was. And the players all ran to me. None of the, our players kind of claimed it. So I was like, well, it's, it's mine. I'm, I'm having it <laughs> at the time. Later <laughs> um, on, we got another corner. And I remember, you know, I don't know if that was the next corner, but um, all the fans were shoot, shouting just to shoot and shoot and shoot. Um, and we, we plan, you know, we do a lot of work on set pieces where the assistant manager does loads of... Um, 
work about you know other team strengths and weaknesses and I remember that day him saying just put it on top of the keeper and we'll get round him and try and cause a melee and yeah luckily it kind of flew into the net so I was like right I've definitely got my brace now definitely got that and hopefully I'll I'll um get the kind of add a, as soon as the, the game finished um can't remember if it's the referee or someone came up to me with the match ball and I grabbed it I was like right that's that's mine now um until <laughs> Bayo came over and grabbed it actually and took it off and he gave it back but then Quest did a little thing and I said look they kind of said it came off one of their players I was like well you go and ask him whether he wants to have an own goal against his name or if he wants me to claim it so um, and then I think the day later or two days later um, Wickham had confirmation through from the dubious goals panel whatever it is saying yeah. that it was uh, given to me and yeah I've got the match ball I've got it signed and yeah I'm, I'll be forever claiming that hat trick <laughs> is incredible it's something I never ever thought that would happen and definitely won't happen again um, obviously we're stuck in this pandemic at the moment um, and, and I think just reading that the Premier League have literally literally just this minute confirmed that they are going to return on the 17th of June um, how, how do you feel Play, playing within obviously within Wickham and, and the EFL do, do you feel that the season ha, ha, has to has to restart or, or do you feel that it, it should it should be ended um, it's difficult I, I think if it can be safe if it can be financially viable for all the teams then then restart it yeah I know it's it's a lot different to the, to the Premier League where they've got endless resources the costs don't matter to the Premier League um there's a lot more riding on it in the Premier League with the team money and things like that. So I get why they're desperate to kind of get it going. We're still seeing that people, unfortunately, are dying still. We're still seeing that players, even in the Premier League, you know, we, we keep, keep saying or we keep, um, young athletes and things are okay. But, you know, every time they're doing testing that players are getting... Uh, positive results and it might they might be okay but it's all the people they live with who they interact with and things like that that kind of has a big impact so if it was completely safe to do so then then great but I just think that the lower down you you go it kind of has a bigger impact on on clubs and their finances and things like that and you know for for anyone at our level to kind of spend 20-30% of their whatever it is their their um, budget for the season um to get these last games going it's um it, i can see why a lot of teams don't want it to to carry on as well um and it's it's really tough because of i think the nature of our league and how tight it is i think there's it's been a lot more difficult to kind of think of a solution and, and there isn't any solution that's going to be kind of fair and and get everyone to kind of agree to and and be happy with so I'm glad it's not me making the decision but um, whatever the EFL kind of do and, and suggest then you know as a club I think we're, we'll be ready for that we've we've kind of said whether that's we've got 10 games to go whether we've got three games to go two games or no games we're going to make sure we're ready for anything and and whatever the kind of EFL decide then then we'll go with that I know there's the, the vote going on I don't know whether it's now or Monday or whenever it is and I, I don't know it's, it seems to be dragging on and dragging on I don't yeah. know why it's taking so long to kind of <clears throat> get any kind of clarity in it because we've been in this situation for two months we knew you know it wasn't going to kind of change very quickly so something could have been done but again I don't I don't know how it's going to end for, for us we've obviously got a, an interest ourselves because um 
you know, if it goes to points per game, go up to third um, and into the playoffs, so which is which is amazing for us. And I can see why that kind of gets on yeah. people's gets people's people's backs up who kind of miss out from that. But like I said, there's no kind of fair way to, to no. kind of do it. If we're in this situation, probably probably be the same and um, I understand that so we've just got to kind of respect what the EFL side and, and kind of go from there Lastly just to finish off then Joe we ask every guest to pick their best six aside team of the players that they play with I'm sure this is going to be very 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 difficult for you um, Do you know what I, I've, I've been asked these questions kind of before and I always feel a little bit embarrassed to say these type of players that I'm, yeah. I'm putting in. So I've got a mixture of kind of football league ones and, and I can't, just, you know, I've played with some players who are incredible, so I can't leave them out. So no. um, I'm going in goal. I'm going with um, with Chris Wheel. Um, I played with him at Shrewsbury uh, for two seasons and he was incredible. The first, se- the, season, the first season we were there, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't even shank a ball he didn't miss hit anything he he was ridiculous he was so consistent he was he wasn't it'd be difficult for him now to kind of play higher because of the way they they use their feet and I don't think that was kind of his strength but um for me he he kind of yeah he was so solid and for what we needed at the time he was amazing and you know he won all the player of the year awards and things like that and and to go with it he was probably the nicest guy I've ever met in football so um yeah Chris Wheel uh, gets the, the nodding goal. Um, how the the formation's going to be? Or does it not matter? Doesn't matter, mate. It's completely up to you. You're the gaffer. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a one at the back. I'm going all that attack here. Uh, I'm going for um, for Alfie Mawson. Uh, no, sorry, I might go two at the back. I'll go for Alfie Mawson. Um, yep. Actually, I will go two at the back. Um, yeah. And yeah, for the season we had him at Wickham, that first season, we brought him in again. I think he was just playing in the youth team at Brentford. There wasn't, you know, I don't think the gaffer brought him in to, to play all season. And, and I think he was really struggling to find the centre half. I've heard him say this before. And Alfie came in on the Thursday, played on the Saturday and was our best player that season. He won player of the year. He, he's rightly gone on to have five million, twenty million pound moves in the Premier League. And um, yeah, he's he's a very good player, Alfie. So he, he definitely gets a nod. Playing alongside him, um, I would say... Um, I'd say Ian Sharps from my time at Shrewsbury. Uh, he was the captain that year we went, uh, we got promoted. He was um, so consistent again and, and but a real leader. He was probably the first time I've, in football where I've come across a proper, like a real leader of men and, and he had the, such respect off everyone. No one would ever say anything wrong to him or anything like that. And he was, um, yeah, a big part of the success we had there that first season for sure. Got um, three more, Joe. Were you going two midfielders, or are you going to go a midfielder and, and two strikers? Oh, yeah, wrong. I was going to go six outfield players. I've done this wrong, haven't I? <laughs> You're going to go for a seven-a-side team, not six-a-side right, team. I'm, right. I'm going to. For me, the best player I've ever played with is Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. So he's he's in. Um, he's yeah. I, I started coming across him when we were. He was probably 15 and, and I was playing in reserve team at Cardiff and they used to take him out of school to come and play with us because he, and he'd just run the show. Then I played with him in the under-21 setup, and again, he was head and shoulders above everyone. He was 
making passes and seeing things that I was like, what, how, like how's even seeing that this that pass is there? Do you know what I mean? For someone so young and you know, for the career he's had is is incredible, but something that I always thought that he'd kind of do. Um so yeah, he for me is the best player I've played with. Um I'm gonna go with um Eberuchieze as well. He um he's can he could be anything, this kid. He's ridiculous. He reminds me of Gareth one last night. I'm sure he bigs him up a lot because yeah. he was he was a special, special player and um <clears throat> for coming into us at 18, 19 and just ripping it up at our level. But not just that, he was really humble. He was a really nice kid and um, he was like happy to be there. He was fighting our battles with us and he wasn't someone who came in and thought, oh, I'm just going to come play some games, look good and go. He was like really, really happy to be there. And um, I saw a piece that he did the other day and he was saying that the best thing he's ever done in football was going on to Wickham to, to play games to show what he can do and yeah he was um, I'd be so surprised if he's not if he's not playing in a, a top six Premier League team within a couple of years because he's, he's wow. that good um, yeah I think he's he's got everything and um, yeah I think he'll go all the way uh, and then up front I've done, I did this wrong. I did this wrong and I'll tell you who I'm leaving out. I can't not put Gareth Bale in the team just because of what he's done. Um, you know, I played him in, in the under-21 setup, and yeah, like I said, he played he played left-back, I remember, and I played left midfield, but he ran further forward than, than I did all game. And um, sorry, we were actually at a um, one of the the camps for one of the games and it was on deadline day when he was still at Southampton. And I remember his agent calling him going, look, where do you want to go? You can go to any Premier League club that you want to go to, any of them. And he was like, no, I'm just going to stay at Southampton. I want to stay at Southampton. I want to just chill here. So he didn't go. His agent must have been raging stuff and like, he didn't want to do this move. But um, oh, I think six months later in the next window, whenever it was, went to Spurs and, and never looked back. But yeah, you could tell like he was rapid. He was strong. He was, you know, he was six foot two and... His left foot is, is just like, you know, I I think that my left foot's not too bad, but then you compare it to his and it's just special. So um, he's up front, yeah. The, the one person I missed absolutely out kill you. Is, uh, is Ricky Lambert. Yeah. So I played him for a couple of seasons and he was unbelievable for us. Uh, he was like someone who... You know, at the time, probably didn't look after himself too much, or or and he'll be the first to admit that didn't live live the best lifestyle. But he, you know, his touch, his um, vision, his passing, he could have played centre mid for us definitely. And I think he used to play centre mid before he came to Bristol. Um, but his finishing, especially the one season he scored thirty odd goals in League One, and he was scoring, you know, thirty yard free kicks, forty yard volleys. He was he had everything. And um, uh, yeah, if I'd have got. Can we not do a seven aside team? Is that possible? <laughs> Should we, yeah, are we, are we going to make are we going to make an allowance for Joe? Are we? We can have a sub. We can have a sub. Might have to, yeah. I think, yeah, 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 we, yeah. You can have a you can have a bench, can't you? One thing for sure, Joe. I know it's going to kill you though when he watches this podcast. Is Bayo? Because you haven't put him in. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That is- <laughs> Yeah, going back to training, if he's like, why wasn't I in the team? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and Be- to be Bear was up there. Like, yeah. <clears throat> he's 
he's made me look a better player the last three or four years since he's been there. You know, he's if I'm ever in trouble on the pitch, all I have to do is knock a hopeful ball 40 yards in the air and Bale wins it. Bale brings it down. He's helped my game so much. And with the gaffer as well, they, they simplify it so much. If you've got Bale in the team, use him. Why wouldn't you use him every opportunity? In the air, I've never seen anyone head the ball as good as him. His hold-up play is as good as anyone I've seen. His touch is the same. So, you know, why wouldn't we cross the ball or hit diagonals onto his head where, or his chest and bring players into the game? And, um, yeah, the, he's helped me. I've, I've crossed balls into the box where I'm like, oh, if you can just head it, that'd be great. And he's put them in the bottom corner. I'm like, wow, he's, he's getting me assists here. And, yeah, he's... Um, yeah, I've never met anyone like him and, um, you know, he's been a huge part in our success at Wickham and and hopefully that's, you know, that can continue and, and we can continue playing together for a little bit longer. Yeah, we really do hope it can continue, Joe. Joe, you've been absolutely brilliant for us. What a career you've had so far. Really do hope it continues and really, really do hope that one day we do see yourself and Wickham Wanderers into the Championship. Um, you've been absolutely brilliant. Thank you for watching. Keep liking, subscribing watching our channel you've been watching inside the changing room